Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about pacing yourself. That's right, pacing yourself and finding that optimal place, that optimal flow, so that you don't keep hitting this upper limit, this these crazy contractions in your life as you're growing and you're moving forward. Maybe you're excited, you're building something, and you're noticing in your own life that you are in these expand, rapid like expansion and contraction cycles. So this podcast is especially for those of you who are definitely like used to going, 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 <laughs> going all the time and are still you know, you know that flow state. In the last episode I did with Seth, we talked a lot about, you know, normalizing failure and being in that state of that pressure that creates the right amount of flow but doesn't break us. So I wanted to carry on that conversation a little bit. So for those of you who like to operate, maybe, you know, in the pressure, some things that I hear, like people will tell me, well, I always, you know, I generally work better when my back's kind of up against the wall or there's more pressure and, and it's like they're in the zone. They find that sweet spot But then there's, you know, in these crazy expansions, they get slammed with like a massive contraction. And this has looked like so many things. Some people I've spoken to, I've coached people through are saying, you know what? I landed right smack on my back. Literally, I got sick after a big push, right? We get, we get sick. The minute we take a break, we hear this, we go on vacation. You know, we, we, we don't actually feel recovered because the minute we just take a breath, everything just contracts, right? Or we just hit a breaking point. So it can look like literally getting sick. It can look like all of a sudden things physically breaking down around you. Um, You know, all of a sudden it seems like everything starts to break. Systems in your business start to break. Conversation, communication starts to have breakdowns. Um, You start fighting maybe more. There's a volcanic eruption or an argument that you're like, where the heck? Like, how come this happens? Or maybe there's a massive contraction with cash flow or something like that. So it doesn't really matter what the contraction, the crash is, but what it does is it actually like, it's like a forced stop to get you to reset, to get you to recalibrate. And then you're kind of trying again and you get in this momentum, you expand, you're feeling amazing. And you're in these like expansion and contraction cycles that you are not really intentional about. And So I'm talking to you guys that have noticed that or that you're operating a lot in pressure and then you you contract, right? So I am all about, and I get that because I used to be in my life, peaks and valleys, massive expansions, massive contractions, um, go hard, exhaust yourself. But really what is awesome is when we get to live in the place where we are just in the flow and we're in a state of consistent, steady, 
expansion that, yes, has micro contractions in it, right? But they don't push us right back down to where we were. And so, you know, some people would consider this like the upper limit, like your ceiling where you're like, okay, this is where I crack. You know, some of us have, have know that like, okay, this is my weight ceiling or my financial ceiling, or this is like how much I can handle, how much I can tolerate. At which point many of us, many people start subconsciously sabotaging themselves um, because now they're really in the state of pressure. They're really out of flow. They're out of integrity. They're out of sync. It's beyond the capacity of what they can handle in their nervous system and in their body, how much energy they can channel, how much power they can hold. So there's this like, oh, massive, massive breakdown. So I want to talk to those of you who, A, yes, you can relate to those cycles, and B, are actually really excited about what does it look like to actually be living in this space where I'm tuned in and riding the wave consistently. I'm in the rhythm and flow of life. And when I say like rhythm and flow, like there's a lot of, um, you know, sometimes it could sound sort of hairy-fairy. You're like, oh yeah, you know, you're just kind of chilling and not doing anything. And that is not what I'm saying. When we look at nature, we look at waves rolling, right? There's a lot of power. There's a lot of creation energy. There's a lot of creation happening, but there's a rhythm to it, and there's a rhythm, and there's a flow to it, right? And what we really want to do is begin to read the waves in our own life of what's happening in us and around us so we can continue to be riding the waves without crashing and killing ourselves in the process. So I want to share a personal story because I'm all about this. I've been teaching it. I've been um, testing it, playing with it in my own life after having like my perfect storm of burn down and burning everything out, which you can listen to in a couple episodes previous to this one. I think it was micro decisions that make you or break you. Make sure you check that out or, you know, talked about the perfect storm. So I've been really leaning into like, my life gets to feel good. I want to experience life from a place of ease and inspiration and creation power that comes from the fuel of my heart, not the fuel under my ass, right? Of that deep connection to the power of my heart, my intuition, the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, and, you know, be in this steady stream of, you know, creating which when we look at the creation process, there's always, in, in all of nature, there is that time of winter or recovery, renewal, rebirthing. So it's not just a production 24-7. We know this. It's not a production factory. This is not new. I talk about this all the time, and you know this. But the world system, this empire system that we have grown up in, is totally about just being one of those workers that's always going, always producing, always be selling, always be performing. And that is a factory system, and that is a slave system, and that is what I like to call the empire system, the non-organic system that is trying to copy really what creation has, but is so distorted and out of sync with our natural design and our the way that we are created to work and play and optimal, like optimize life force, right? To live from an optimal place. Everything in nature has rhythms and cycles. So I became obsessed with when I, you know, hit my crash and burn period and I was just so tired of operating from this pressure cooker. I really became 
radically interested in two things. Number one is what does God have to say about how we're created to love, to lead, to serve, to step into missions, to build businesses? What are the heavenly supernatural blueprints for creating and playing in this space as opposed to the world's blueprints. I became obsessed with studying that. And that's why I do so much of my work in the spiritual realm, because the supernatural blueprints are completely different than the world's blueprints. The kingdom blueprints are different than the empire blueprints. I became obsessed with energetics. Energetics meaning like not only mastering energy, becoming a better manager of energy and resources and a, a multiplying but really understanding how energy works, how we work as energetic beings, right? How we attract and repel, because that is a very, like that is a reality of a world. We live in an energetic world. We live in a spiritual world. And we also live in a physical world, which is, you know, what we can touch and see and feel. But we know that our own physical sight is so limited. We can only see so much with our naked eyes. We can only hear so much. There's waves and lights, um, spectrums we can't see. There's sound waves we can't hear with our you know, physical ears. So there's so much more depth beyond the physical. And when we move into these supernatural principles and the heavenly principles, and we understand energetics, and we begin to really go inward and tune in and begin to show up not only in our physical body, yes, very much so in our physical body grounded, while also being tuned in to what's happening spiritually, what's happening energetically here, right? What else is going on that is creating contraction or expansion? We get to play in a whole other space. And as we mentioned in the last podcast, you know, extreme athletes, um, musicians, you know, when we get in these wild creative zones or these zones that force us into these states, it's very easy. It feels like a transcendent, uh, transcendent experience, an out-of-body experience in many ways because you are fully in your body and yet nowhere and everywhere at the same time. You're highly tuned into everything while just being nowhere and being just fully present where you are. Everybody has had that feeling, Right. So this is really how I choose to live a lot of my life. It's just really looking and playing to be in this space that is living and breathing, being fully present, being tuned in, and staying in a state of flow. That doesn't mean I'm like in this wild flow state where time just doesn't exist. But I will say that like really the relationship with time gets completely redefined because you're no longer racing against it or feeling compressed by it. So I want to share a personal story. Last uh, week, Mark and I have been in the process of moving out of our uh, Omaha home. We bought property in North Carolina. We'll be moving our primary residence down there. And we were in the process of packing up that house. And as with all moves, I think, right, we did not hire movers, first of all. We had we decided we were going to go the pods route, if you guys know where those are, those pods moving in storage units, because we have two homes in two countries, one of our homes is going to remain a, a rental property. We're, you know, we're purging stuff, we're collaborating, we're bringing things together. So we just wanted some time and space. So we decided to do the pod thing. These two pods are getting dropped. And I went down there to help him. And we spent about five days packing up this house over Easter weekend. You know, I think we started probably three or four days before that. 
And as with anything, we really do underestimate the amount of crap we have and we collect as humans. It's incredible. I honestly did not think we had that much stuff. And um, we purged a lot. And then we still found ourselves with a completely full pod where we cannot put one more thing into. And we needed to go and get a storage unit, an additional storage unit in Omaha because it wouldn't all fit in the truck and the store, the trailer that we had. So we're like, okay, we totally underestimated this project and it's cool, right? We're going with the flow. Mark goes and gets the uh, storage unit. I'm making this a lot smoother, but it, we, it was great. Like we had four or five days of just really teamwork, working together, doing this thing. I'm proud to say we didn't have any <laughs> blow ups in the process. But here's what happened. We were supposed to head back to Canada on Wednesday. So we've been going pretty hard, full on, from about Thursday to the, you know, Tuesday, packing, sorting, purging. And then we were supposed to be getting up at 5 or 6 a.m. to load the car, the dog, the cat, a whole truckload of stuff, and drive 14 hours plus plus back to Canada before I had like two full work days. And this week I'm taking my daughter on a one-on-one trip to Mexico. So there's this great, awesome adventure planned coming up. We leave tomorrow. But there was just like, as we got closer, I was like, okay, we really underestimated like that. I was starting to feel the pressure. We were already working in the pressure and it was cool. But then by Tuesday night, I started to feel the pressure like, okay, oh my gosh, you know, there's still a lot to do. We kept going back to the house and I was now like, okay, now we're starting to move into the push phase, right? We're starting to push and we can do this. We can stay in the hotel. We can get up. We can totally make this happen. Like both of us are great at making shit happen, right? Under pressure. If we want to, that's very much part of our old program. Um, and again, for those of you listening who are like, yeah, I'm the one who likes to get myself backed in a corner. And then at the last minute, I cram more things into my schedule and I say yes to even more, even though I know I'm getting close to that that point where I'm being stretched to that place where I'm like, okay, if I keep stretching, something's going to break. We're either going to get in an argument. I'm going to forget something important. I'm going to not be able to be present tomorrow for my coaching calls, whatever it is. And I did not want to end the week exhausted you know, as I was going to go away with my daughter next this coming week. So Tuesday night, as I just sat there and I just tuned in again, and I could feel that pressure starting to build. And I was like, what are we, what are we actually rushing for here? Like, why, why do we need to be there tomorrow? And what happens if we just slow down a little bit? I could feel the pace was like we were trying to outrun ourselves a little bit. We were trying to run faster than than the rhythm that was calling us. And so we were in the push and I was like, you know what? What fe- what what pace feels good right now? And right away it was like just slow down. Settle. Right? You've been going going. I could feel like I was getting close to the edge of that container. And for those of you who have worked with me or listened to the podcast frequently, I often use the analogy of a river flowing. And there was a lot of river flowing fast, right? There was a lot of water moving fast. And all of these things now coming up to the last hour was like throwing more rocks, more barriers in the river that was chunking up the flow. So all of these extra things unexpected were now creating more resistance as we were trying to keep the same pace. So we were actually trying to go faster than the river was flowing, and we were adding things in. 
which now, of course, was creating like some rapids and choppiness and pressure. I'm using these analogies to maybe help you get this visual of like, are you trying to swim faster than the current? Because that takes more work. Or are you fighting against the current? I didn't feel like we were fighting against the current, but I definitely felt like, okay, we're throwing a lot of rocks in the river that we have to dodge and get around, and we're trying to swim faster. And so I just tuned in and was like, it's time for us to slow the pace down. So I said to Mark, I said, babe, I think what we need to do, I'm making an executive decision. What feels really good is we extend the room for three nights or four nights. We relax, we settle, we complete this project, you know, at the house so that it feels good. And not that we shut the door and it's like, oh, it's done. Now get in the car and go to the next thing. But let's just breathe. Let's have a a day or two to like have a couple nice dinners, get some sleep if we need to, close off any loose ends that are here. I can be present for my client calls. You you know, we can do some catch up and clean up and we can do a reset before we head back and we'll drive back on the weekend. And I know this sounds like maybe really basic, but making that decision and really honoring that pace was huge for us, for both of us, and was really tuning in and embodying and honoring the pace because it truly did allow me then to wake up rested refreshed. I had, you know, four or five hours of calls on Thursday and Friday. I go deep and wide with the clients. So it requires a high level of presence and energy to do this. And, you know, still had the full day on Saturday to come here Sunday to reset, pack bags, do so in the pace that felt good for us. And then I go off tomorrow with my daughter for our one-on-one trip. And it just, the pace now, the flow is like, ah. I can breathe, I can breathe. And that spaciousness or this space is still there. It might not be like wide open space, but there is space to do all the things that need to get done. And there's even extra space to, you know, sit outside and enjoy lunch or go for a walk or have people over for dinner, whatever we need to do, or just be instead of like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, I don't have time. I'm up against this thing, this deadline. So there's a couple of things that I want to mention around that. You know, the old mottos that we kind of as high performers have bought into. And again, part of that empire system is like, no rest for the weary. Let's go. Just, you know, we got to keep, keep, keep on keeping on. We got to get there by the deadline. We set a goal. We set a date on our calendar. And then we just become so fixated that that is it. And then we become rigid, inflexible. And it actually starts working against us. So that date in our mind can become like a wall. And this can also be like a deadline. You guys, like if you consider something like a a deadline, that's coming up. You know, I was, I have a couple of people I work with that are in the financial field. So like tax deadlines, you know, coming up, or if you're, you're, you're planning a launch for something and you're thinking, or, or there's a specific date and you're looking at it as like, oh my gosh, that's happening on that date. And I have to get all of this stuff done before then. What ends up happening energetically, let me know if this relates to you, is it feels like this wall begins to build on or around that date, and the pressure starts to work against you, right? So now you're swimming against the current, and it feels like, oh my gosh, this door is actually closing, or this wall is getting thicker. And this is where I see a lot of people really move into the pressure zone that is beyond their capacity, and they're racing against time. They're swimming way harder than they need to, because now it feels like the current is coming against them. So 
One of the reframes I've done around this that has been really helpful for me is like, what if that date is actually not a wall or a fixed thing, but it's almost like a doorway I get to walk through, right? Like that is like, it opens the next thing. It opens the door to the next season. It opens the door to the next opportunity. It's literally like the part when I, when I have this vision, I have that vision of like the Egyptians, you know, having Pharaoh and, and like the enemy behind them and then the waters parting. And it's like, you could see like, oh my gosh, the sea is in front of us we're going to drown. We're going to die. Like, what are we going to do? And it feels like you can barely make it. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, as you get closer, the seas part. So whether you like that vision of sort of like, as I get closer to whatever this date is, moving day, closing day on the house, it's actually a parting of the seas. Or for me, it's like a huge doorway or a portal opening up and actually expanding and opening so that I can leap through it, jump through it, or walk through it gracefully (laughs) in whatever flow and pace feels good to me. This reframe has completely changed the way I operate and is taking away the pressure um, and the force and the, the swimming against. And instead it's beginning to pull, right? You can feel the energy of that door, of the parting of the seas. It's like, okay, I can just continue to walk either at this pace comfortably and perhaps even being pulled along, which means, magnetically, I'm, I'm doing less work. So I love to be in this state and you guys tune into that. Maybe you've had something in your life where there's been a date and you've been looking forward to it and you've been able to maintain that level of excitement, curiosity as you got closer to it. And it felt very easy and fluid and you weren't rushing or forcing. And it felt like the doors just open and boom, you were in the next space. Some of us call this a quantum leap sometimes if we're literally jumping through that portal or that door, and and it seems like, okay, God just takes you into a whole other reality, right? But why don't we, why do we start fighting these deadlines or fighting these doors? I think, you know, number one, we we have this illusion that, oh my gosh, everything is going to crash and burn if for some reason we don't make it by that date. And man, I've had different property closings. I've had, you know, whatever, pick something, right? Races, business deals, moving dates, right? We get so worked up about something. And then we realize when we're actually there, I've had things go sideways at the last minute. Is it really the end of the world? Did anybody die? (laughs) No, we create these mountains, these walls, and they're totally an illusion, Um, usually what happens in the moment is like, there's always a solution. There's always a way. And in fact, I was talking to one of my clients the other day and they were working on the deadline. And this is a pattern that they're working on breaking because they're always in the pressure against the deadline scrambling. And yes, the whole team pulls together to get through the date, but the pattern is familiar, right? The pattern is like, oh shit, we're swimming against the current. Everybody swim. We can all pull together and get it done, but everybody collapses at the end rather than really beginning to work in flow and setting our, the whole team up to be in flow as we move towards that that date, which actually signifies the beginning of a different season for us in the company, right? Um, And it really changes the dynamic, not only of the way the teams work together, but the way we allow our employees to work on projects, you know, really allowing them to tune into their energy. Because you all know when we start working from pressure and we're swimming against the current or we're trying to go too fast, we forget things, we miss things, 
we make mistakes, and it ends up costing us almost double or triple the amount of time, a heck of a lot more frustration, and a ton of energy, and usually some relationships in the process because when people are in the pressure cooker, that's when we say things we don't mean, we fight, we argue, right? It shows like there's cracks, and then sometimes even people getting sick. So you know if you fall into these patterns, and this is why I'm inviting you to be into this place of, can I just tap into the pace? Is it time for me to upgrade or really just change the pace that I move in and I operate at? So I want to say this as we kind of begin to just circle this up and complete this is what this allowed for me, you know, number one was it was just an opportunity for me to complete the project of, you know, packing up the house, getting that house ready to go, locking the doors, walking away with ease, without stress, without frantic energy, without worrying, did I forget something? There was more than enough time to actually think about, okay, is there anything else? Did we miss anything? Let's double check. Let's do another walkthrough. Let's go have dinner. Okay, let's let's just make sure it's really tidied up, right? Um, so number one, it allows us to complete the project because how many times are we rushing in the pressure, swimming ahead, fighting the current, and we get it done, but then we realize there was five mistakes in the process or we forgot that thing that mattered so much, that one detail, right? Um, and this could be the one detail could be the piece of jewelry that you wanted in the house or the one detail could be the signature that you needed on the documents, which now pings me and reminds me that that's exactly what I was doing when I sent one of my kids' passport applications in and I was rushing and I was trying to do too many things. I was not honoring my pace. And after about 30 days, they sent us the passport application back, and I had forgotten to sign the signature page. And so my daughter, who is going to Mexico with me tomorrow, called me about a week ago with the FedEx package in her hand going like, oh my gosh, we forgot to sign the signature. And then she had to go do the emergency passport. So it ended up costing us double the amount of money, and it ended up costing her about two days of her time to go and complete this project because we were rushing. So I got the experience of having both of those happen within two weeks, one where I was honoring the pace and one was a repercussion. I was not honoring the pace previously and trying to do it in a rush. It also really allowed us to have buffer time, right? So when we honor the pace, there's that buffer on either side. This is huge, you guys, because I see a lot of people, do you book your calls back to back? Do you book your meetings back to back? You know, do you book things back to back? For me, this is one of the practices that I have cultivated. I keep refining it. I keep playing with it is how much buffer time would I like? How much do I need for sure to come back to this set point of being fully present and showing up energized? And also how much would I like? Because as the work that we do demands more of us, more of our presence, more of our energy, you know, that buffer time, that clarity, that space to breathe, to reset is so important. Otherwise, we are coming to our meetings, our projects, our families with our energy dispersed. I did a training about this two weeks ago with men where I talked about their potency literally gets watered down, right? So they're they're there physically present, but energetically, mentally, emotionally absent or people are wondering, are you here? Like, are you here? I don't feel your presence here. So this really tuning in allows me to have 
the buffer time to pull myself, you know, to breathe, to observe, and then, you know, recalibrate and to replenish. So the next thing is like, there was more than enough time to replenish. And this is where, you know, if you do put time on your schedule between calls or you say, okay, I'm done work at five, right? Or this huge project is done. Now I'm giving myself a week off to go play or a weekend three-day weekend, whatever it is, right? You're giving yourself the time and the space. What do you fill it with? This is designed, you know, when you're in that flow, this is the time to replenish ourselves, have a day of rest, have 15 minutes, whatever the amount, like it always expands and like it expands and depends based on what the situation is. But what am I filling the space with? You know, in my, in my old, (laughs) my old life, I would have these buffers on my schedule and then these blocks that would say not available. And then someone would text me and be like, hey, are you free for a call right now? And I was like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be reviewing notes or just tidying things up, taking a five-minute meditation. But you know what? Sure. And I became, I was like a yes man, yes girl, yes, 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 right? And then I was resentful. I was tired because even though the space was there, I was not honoring it. I was dishonoring and disrespecting it and myself and ultimately the people that I was saying yes to as well. So this is one of the huge things I see with clients, probably the hardest thing, the most challenging thing I want to say, when people start working with me and we begin to create space in their mind and their bodies, a huge piece of that is creating space in their schedule, right? And some people are great at this. Some people really fight this. But the, a very familiar pattern is initially when people create space, it's almost like they don't know what to do with it, right? They're not used to having that much space. And so they fill it right away. But if you're full, you can't you can't receive. There's no room to actually receive or to bring all of you. So I really believe that this time is, you know, replenishing ourselves and also emptying, emptying. You know, that might mean like you need to go for a walk and empty the containers of your mind. You want to do some breath work. You might need to write. You might just want to be quiet. Um, it doesn't matter, but it's a it's an emptying so that you can show up again and a refilling so that you can show up. The the other thing here is that, you know, it really provides clarity because once we, it's an opportunity for us to gain clarity before we jump into the next thing. And that reset isn't just for your energy, which is huge. I mean, I think energy is everything, but it gives us the space to disconnect from all of the noise of the world and all of that, you know, the the doubts, the fears, the worries, anxiety, should I do this? What are people saying about that? Whatever. And it allows us to go, okay. Let me take a breath. What's next? What do I actually want to experience next? What is required of me? Who do I get to enlist? Let me be intentional about where I'm moving next, what I'm moving towards, flowing towards, and, you know, set things up properly. So this is just an opportunity to see the lay of the land ahead of you before you just rush barreling through into the next thing. And again, sometimes pay attention, listen to where you are. Are you more in the new flow, right? More inflow, honoring the pace, giving yourself the space and the buffers to replenish and restore. Are you tuning in? Or are you that person that's like, yep, full throttle. I'm in the current and I'm trying to cram more stuff in. I'm I'm swimming against it. I'm rushing ahead of it. I'm disconnected. Or when I feel the need to slow down, I'm not listening. I could totally relate to you, you know, saying like it takes, I'm making mistakes, I'm missing things. And like, where do you play more? And it's okay. This is not for judgment. It's for awareness and for you to 
make a decision right now because once you have awareness, now you're making a decision. The next time it's not unconscious, you're like, okay, now I'm opting in, right? I'm opting in. And when I begin to notice that I'm doing it and I do it anyways, I'm opting in. So for me, I really, you know, embrace this new place of being operating, running my business this way, showing up in my relationships this way. And it has been a game changer, you know? So just to recap it all is uh, what is the pacing of your life? What is the pacing in your business? What is the pacing in your relationships? What is the pacing in this season of life that feels really good for you? A lot of couples I work with are in relationships where one person is, you know, maybe they're in a different season and so they're in a different pace with things and their partner's in a different pace. And then when they come together, they're not tuning in to figure out what is our pace as a couple, right? Can I honor that he's got his thing? He likes to move fast. Maybe he's in momentum. Maybe she's going a slower pace right now. She's more insightful, doing some work within, or, or it's the other way around. And can we come together and actually slow down enough to tune in to how do we meet in the middle? What pace feels good for us as a couple? I wanted to mention that because it's important if you're in relationships, especially intimate relationships, that you you have to adjust your pace a little bit, right? Based on what's, what's happening around. And that's why I adjusted our pace last week. I mean, there was unknown factors that came into the situation. So are you tuning in to the pace? What does the pace feel like right now around you and in you if it feels frantic or rushed or under pressure? Tune into that. What would you like it to be? What what do you feel like it is organically if you just tune in? Like what, what feels like the right pace? And can I adjust? One of the things I actually do at the start of my calls with clients is also invite them to slow down their words, slow down their thoughts, slow down everything that's happening in their atmosphere, and begin to play with this idea that we can actually speed up time or slow time down. We could speed things up around us, and you know sometimes that's good. And we can also create a lot of chaos and disorder, right? And in breaking things, so we can slow things down as well. So we want to find that optimal pace, optimal flow. Tune into it, and then learn to ride the wave. So we're actually matching our words, our thoughts, the way we move, the way we engage to that pace. Some some people have referred to this as coherence as well, where your brain waves, your heart waves are syncing up, right? You're in that alpha state and you're also just tuning in. And as we go deeper into that, you're, you go into like deeper waves, you get into those creative um, states. Um, so number one, tune into the pace, right? Are you in the pace that is the right match for you? If not, adjust, create the buffers, right? What would it be like to have those buffer spaces? And what will you do with them so that you are replenishing and you're in this natural rhythm and flow of emptying, which is like resting, dumping out, cleaning out, whatever it is, and then replenishing, right? That could be refueling yourself with food, getting an energizing workout in, getting some sleep that you need um, so that you actually wake up rested without your immune system compromised and you're ready to rock. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I would love to to know if this, if you guys are loving the shows, you're liking the podcast, 
Of course, I'd love for you guys to leave a review, um, rate or review this show if you haven't done so already. But really, you guys can reach out to me personally on Instagram at the Christine Jewel. Um, at the Christine Jewel on Instagram. You guys can send me a message. Let me know how you're enjoying the show. I'd love to hear from you. Um, as always, I'm here to just share a bunch of life experiences, things that I'm learning, things that I'm discovering, things that we're working through as clients as we really redefine what high performance means, what it means to lead, lead an extraordinary life and break free from the rules of the world and begin to operate by the supernatural blueprints that we are actually created for. You guys, there is a whole new world, a whole new playground waiting for you. If you're willing to open yourself up, be willing, be curious, and remember, it is truly all play. None of this is set in stone. That's why we call it flow. You play with it. And we all have a different place um, that feels good depending on the season of life, what's going on. So just honoring, honoring our own, you know, time and space and our own place and our own experience is so key. And before I hop, I just want to say that if you are seeing someone else, you know, as parents, it can be hard sometimes because we're looking at our kids and we want them to be further ahead or they're not moving fast enough or we're looking at our partner and, you know, we can get uncomfortable with where they're at or we're looking at our teams. And when when we only see the physical and we're not tuning into this other stuff, we can live in a world of massive frustration and judgment, criticism, resentment, misunderstanding. And when we begin to open our eyes to more than just the physical, but tune into what's happening on an energetic level, as well as the physical, what do I see happening in the physical? That's a clear sign that we're not in pace, aka physical exhaustion, sickness, people arguing, disagreements, cattiness on you know inside companies, um, just misunderstandings. These are all physical manifestations of an evidence that something is out of order, out of sync, out of flow. There's no harmony. So that has got to make us curious because if a lot of people are just trying to react to the physical, then we miss the beautiful opportunity to actually jump back into flow. Oftentimes we end up creating more friction, more resistance, or we open the flow for a few minutes, but then it closes back up because we don't actually get to the root of what's happening. Pacing allows you perspective Pacing gives you the bird's eye view. Pacing is a reset and a recalibration tool. Pacing is one of my new favorite things to play with. And so as you leave today, I invite you to consider even the pacing of your thoughts and your words and conversation. And I'm going to invite you to maybe slow it down a little bit tonight, today, this week, and begin to notice what happens to those people around you and in your environment when you begin to play with the place because everything does truly begin to realign itself to the way that we show up in our energy. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't say that ultimately I give God glory for all of this because it's so easy to just look at what he's created. Look at creation itself is the perfect reflection of flow state. So I love, love to, to spend time in that. Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being here. As always, I am so grateful to share in the space with you. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content 
every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.